0: Welcome into the Illini cast. I'm your host Austin Birkland alongside my co-host Sonny Verma. Sonny, how are you tonight?
1: I'm doing wonderful, Austin. I'm finally
0: looking forward to Illinois football again. I know it's been a while since we've actually had something to be excited about. Probably since when? After the Toledo game when we were like, oh my gosh, the Casey Washington, Luke Altmeyer throw and catch oh my gosh we're ready to roll 10 and 2 9 and 3 we are ready we are rolling and now we are back to being bowl hopeful at least after the win against maryland and we have a tanner mordecai lists wisconsin team uh, to deal with on saturday for homecoming in champaign so what are your initial impressions on this game how is your temperature going
1: into saturday well, I've noticed the spread has changed just about the same. It's been about two and a half all week long. Um, the more I kind of deep dive into Wisconsin and their fans and their, uh, you know, the people talking about the Badgers, they seem to say that Tanner Mordecai wasn't exactly playing off the charts to begin with. And this young kid that they got from uh, the South, um, he didn't show exactly too much last week against Iowa, but Iowa's also got a fantastic defense, so not a lot of quarterbacks show too much. So my initial excitement about having a backup quarterback in um, to play against, that isn't necessarily there anymore. But I think right now we're catching Wisconsin at a very good time. Um, They were pretty much humiliated last week. Uh, We're kind of running a high. You know, we're coming off a uh, victory on the road them they have a loss at home so for me it's just uh I'm ready to go I think now's the time to play them and it being homecoming you know we've had some pretty good success against Wisconsin the last couple years so it's just like you know again I got a smile on my face I'm
0: looking forward to Saturday yeah Braden Locke he was 15 for 30 for 122 yards in Wisconsin's 15 to 6 loss whenever Tana Mordecai left the game so 50% passer, 122 yards, and obviously didn't score a touchdown against that vaunted Iowa defense. Uh, but I'm kind of looking forward to the matchup of the secondary against the likes of Shamir DK, who has 15 catches for 272 yards and a touchdown. Uh, so I think the matchup is going to be, can this secondary lock down these wide receivers for Wisconsin in this new style Luke Fickle offense. If they can do that, it's going to be pretty hard for Braden Locke, and especially with Jerzon Newton staring you down at, as a quarterback. That's got to make your tempo just at least get a snap faster. And the more that we make Braden Locke think, the better it is for Illinois chances on Saturday.
1: I I think we need to make Locke beat us on Saturday. And I think, you know, Aaron Henry is a lot smarter than I am. Brett Bielema is a lot smarter than I am. I think, you know, hopefully we haven't really gotten an update on Keith Randolph on whether he's going to be back. Um, I know I don't think he's game ready yet, but I guess we'll find out closer to kickoff. But if he's back, you know, you don't let uh, Allen and Locke – or Allen and their running backs um, beat you this game. You want the quarterback, you know, college quarterbacks, they're fickle. You know, they They panic. And this guy's going to be coming into Champaign homecoming weekend. Hopefully, you know, we have a decent crowd there. Make him make passes. You know, we have talent in that secondary. You're exactly right. They've got some really good receivers, but that's how I want to lose the game. I don't want to get onto this uh, recap episode next week on Tuesday and talk about how Allen ran 200 yards over us. I want to, you know, if, if we lose to their quarterback having a great uh, game, so be it.
0: And I mean, I think with Illinois' defense, I mean, you're seeing a guy like Seth Coleman. He he had a really great game against Maryland, so hopefully that kind of changes his mindset to where he can come out and just play with his natural instincts on Saturday instead of uh, thinking too much because whenever a player starts to struggle, they start to think, and then where they start to think, they lose their instincts, and it makes the game mu- that much faster for that player so I hope Seth Coleman the game has slowed down for him and that can translate into great things for this Illinois defense as well
1: yeah defense is getting better I mean if you take a look at you know our games obviously the first couple weeks our defensive numbers were kind of inflated uh, because of how poorly we played but up until then we had a pretty decent game against uh, Penn State Purdue obviously ran away from us in the second half but I was listening to a different podcast earlier today, and they were mentioning, I think we were in the 30s or 40s when it comes to uh, rushing yards allowed and passing yards allowed defensively since that Kansas game. So the talent is there, and while the numbers aren't really there, and you know the national perception is our defense is awful, um, I think they're growing as a team. And on a week-by-week basis, what well, we always credit our coaches for being good coaches, I think the coaching is taking into effect. And there's no better way to kind of showcase that on Saturday, because I think a victory on Saturday against Wisconsin really starts to shift the momentum and perception of Illinois football back to the positive. You know, right now, people are just talking about they're the worst team in the Big Ten. now they're going to be talking about the narrative, hey, you know, was Sonny crazy two weeks ago when he talked about the possibility of, you know, competing for that Big Ten West championship again?
0: I mean, you look at a situation if Illinois beats Wisconsin, and I think recruiting momentum would start to shift once again. Maybe a guy like Caleb Pyfrom, who decommitted from Illinois, will start to think. You know what, maybe they aren't the train wreck that I initially anticipated after the losses to Nebraska and to Purdue. We gotta remember that Pyfrom is a Nebraska native and Nebraska kind of embarrassed Illinois. So I'm sure he got a lot of internal conversations uh to yeah. hey, say, hey, or maybe you should rethink this Illinois thing. So Maybe that swings back uh, to say, hey, if Illinois makes two straight bowls, maybe on the difference between a bowl game and maybe a January 1st bowl game, even with the talent infusion coming in to the Big Ten and the likes of those West Coast teams. So I think this is a huge momentum shift game for not only this season, but of the program in general and the, and the national perception of where Brett Bielema is building here in Champaign
1: i mean if you think about it two weeks ago if you told us that we, were, we would go into the bye week at four and four we would have jumped at that chance yeah you know we we really thought we were going into the season after that nebraska loss, two and six into the bye week then we'd have two weeks to just kind of dread the rest of the season but if we go into that uh bye week four and four you know we have positive vibes we've got two straight wins against you know two divisional foes it's it, like, as you said, it can kind of turn the season around. You know, we can have our coaches who traditionally during the bye weeks, they go visit the schools, visit the local recruits. They're going in with their head up. You know, they can talk to them. Hey, look, we started off slow, but we have a system in place. And, you know, you're seeing us get better every single day. You're seeing our players get better every single day. That's exactly what's going to happen to you the minute you step foot on campus. We're still in it to, you know, to win the division championship. It's it's a huge potential momentum shift for the season compared to where we thought we would be two weeks ago.
0: I mean, you just look at Illinois last week against Maryland. They, they held firm on the turnover battle one to one, and they won the penalty battle. That is something that Illinois has struggled mightily with this season is just being the more disciplined football team so against wisconsin if illinois can hold serve on that illinois has a really really great shot at winning this football game um, because i think discipline is going to be about 75 percent of this battle especially going up against a backup quarterback so i i got to look at this game and think that illinois i know they're not technically the favorites in vegas but i i think they almost have to be a favorite by default because of all the transition that wisconsin has had in in such a short amount of time
1: and speaking of that transition you know uh, hopefully we can utilize that secret weapon that we got over the off season and jim leonard and you know hopefully he's got something that he's been game planning uh there's some information he can give brett because you know if there's one game that he's probably focused a little extra on um up coming into the season it is that wisconsin game and you know, the motivation is there for him and, you know, that you can relay that to the players. And do you think that something like that's going to help?
0: I think so. Um, I ultimately think it's going to be pretty much about the Jimmies and Joes, in all honesty, um, with how Isaiah Williams performs, with how a Caden Feagan performs on such a big stage. Like there is a difference whenever you are the surprise guy, um, like Caden Feagan has been uh, the past couple weeks. Now he's starting to rise up those uh, scouting charts uh, for the opposing team. They're going to start to see his tendencies. So I am kind of excited to see how Caden adjusts to the adjustment and how this offensive line adjusts to this adjustment that defenses are going to start preparing for this newfound run game of Illinois.
1: If you're Brett Bielema and Reggie Love is healthy, how do you divvy up who runs the ball? how often
0: i know you're gonna have like a carry here and there for aiden lafrey i know you're gonna have a, a carry here for another guy um like isaiah williams maybe in the backfield um but i really think it should be 60 40 or something along those lines to Caden and i think reggie love is a great running back but i feel like you got to feed the hot hand right now and that's definitely Kaden and Especially in the Big Ten West, like a physical runner like that, that's what wins you games in the Big Ten. That's what Illinois has been dominated by um, in previous years. So I think you got to ride this hot hand as much talented as Reggie Love is, and maybe use Reggie in the passing game a little bit just to get the ball in his hands that way. But in terms of carries up the middle, you got to go with Caden.
1: I think I agree with that. I, I like Reggie. I think he's a good running back, but. You know, uh, watching him his entire career, never have I seen him and be like, that's an outstanding running back who can be a workhorse for you. Uh, You kind of do get those vibes from Caden Fagan. And the fact that he is so young, I think I'd like to see like a 60-30 between Fagan and Love and then 10% for, as you said, kind of the miscellaneous plays in Loffrey. Right now, let Caden wear that defense down. You know, I from what I was looking at, the Wisconsin defensive line isn't that big. You know, they seem a little bit more athletic, but, you know, I guess maybe we can talk about that as well. Like our offensive line physically is going to be bigger than their defensive line. And so I hope that our coaching staff has learned their lessons and that, you know, just like we did against Maryland, that we don't drop that running game early. We continue to pound and ground and just basically have Caden weaken their defense and uh you know we have a game plan that worked last week and we need to stick to it this week
0: yeah i really don't want to see barry Lenny jr have luke altmeyer do five step drops look for casey washington or pat bryant and i want him to get the ball out i want them to be some three-step drops some misdirection uh really showcase the versatility of some of the athleticism that you have in like isaiah williams and then those plays to Casey Washington and Pat Bryant can open up later in the game, but you shouldn't start off with that. And I know part of that is staying disciplined, not getting behind the sticks, uh, making sure that you're not getting holding penalties, making sure that there's no false starts that make you have second and 13, stuff like that. I, I think if Illinois is able to be disciplined, then Barry Lunney can fully interject this run, style ground, and pound quick twitch passing offense that was really successful last year. And that's something that's been missing uh, this season as well.
1: And it's frustrating because, you know, we kind of talked about it last week, like the offensive talent is there on our team. We have, you know, talent in that wide receiver room. We've seen our running backs, you know, uh, especially with Fagan jumping up uh, last week. Like we have talent there. We have a good quarterback. It's just we've had issues with our offensive line coming into last week. And so we got a glimpse of what we are capable of being. And that team that played Saturday against Maryland is absolutely capable of winning out the rest of the games on our schedule. And so whether we continue to keep that game plan, you know, I hope, you know, Barry Lunny, it took Barry Lunny taking the emergency timeout, essentially to finally just give the ball to six foot three, 250 pound bowling ball at the one yard (laughs) line to score a touchdown. You know, um, as long as, you know, the message has been gotten and we don't have to, you know, second think, uh, you know, second, you know, guess ourselves. I think we're there. And so Minnesota, sorry, Wisconsin, who were playing this Saturday, they're kind of discombobulated. You know, they're coming off a loss that, you know, they were, I think, nine, nine and a half point favorites coming into. So I listened to. The Badger Boys, who I think we're going to have a little uh, on a little bit later today, and their podcast pre their preview podcast was pretty somber and it sounded like what we sounded like last week, and so we need to basically put our foots on their neck and you know really deflate them early so that their team morale um, exits real quick, and we can kind of just give the ball to Caden and uh, milk that clock i mean this is
0: their Nebraska game I mean Illinois truly let her Purdue- do beat them twice number one with how they performed discipline wise in that first game against purdue and then the second guessing crept in between the coaching staff the players offense defense it really started to impact the way they think i really think so i know i'm not in the locker room i know i'm not a psychology major but this was a different team than what i even saw against kansas at least in kansas there was some fight in this nebraska game There was a lot of give up, I feel like, in that game. But credit to the coaching staff, credit to the players, like I said last week's show, that this team fought in this regular season to get back to a point where they can make a bowl game. Wisconsin, are they going to let Iowa beat them twice with a new quarterback, with an offense that was only able to score six points against Iowa, And a defense that allowed Iowa to score 15 points, which is kind of a high number for that Iowa Hawkeyes offense and their backup quarterback. So Illinois should come in with all the momentum in the world, should come in with the confidence to beat a Wisconsin team that's kind of licking their wounds. And that Luke Fickle kind of has to pick up. You can't let them get any momentum, any confidence at all in this game you just need a ball control offense you need to get that going and then defensively uh just be in that new quarterback's face if you're in if you're in his face then good things can happen in that secondary maybe you get a timely interception uh that you'll need to seal the game out it's all about maintaining that confidence level for this
1: Atlanta team you're taking the words right out of my mouth um During that introduction, when the football team comes onto the field, you hope that stadium is rocking. Um, I'm hoping, you know, if Wisconsin has the ball, we're attacking their quarterback, making them nervous. And if we get a pick early in the game or a pick six early in that game, I think, you know, the Memorial Stadium can be rocking. And that's just going to get their quarterback even more rattled. You know, Luke Fickle, uh, yeah, he's been a coach for a while, but this is not really his team yet you know, you want them in a position where they're uncomfortable, make them uncomfortable because the style of play that we have now is kind of like an an anaconda snake. Like we can just squeeze them to death, but we need that lead. You know, we need to jump off to a lead very quickly because I I fear, you know, if we go down 10, we go down 14 early in that game. A lot of us are going to be going, going, here we go again. You know, the, Folks in Champaign, you know, they don't necessarily stick around all game if they, if our football team isn't performing and all of a sudden halftime, you're looking at a half filled Memorial Stadium and, you know, all the positive momentum we've been building up over the past six days is gone. Exactly. I mean, that's the crazy part about college football
0: is that momentum. It's easy to build, but yet it's so easy to get rid of. And Uh, wisconsin is on that opposite end of that spectrum like i said and if illinois attacks and is the more disciplined team there's no reason in the world why illinois can't win this game by 10 points or even 14 points because that's just two possessions if illinois is able to score two more possessions than this new quarterback then heck that that should be the way this game goes
1: i'm getting kind of worried austin we're actually sounding like what we've been basically having we're we're repeating what we were saying like the first four or five weeks of oh, the season no. like, oh, no. flashbacks right now and we we saw what ended up happening but again that's exactly what we need to stop like you know we need to maintain our game plan maintain you know everything that we did on saturday bring it carry it over to champagne on uh this upcoming saturday and you know i mean a double figure win would be Surprising to me, I think no matter what at this point, uh, it's going to be a one-score game, one way or the other. But I think you know, as long as we attack that quarterback, um, you know, they're all going, you know, a little awry right now, crazy in uh, Madison. I think we have a chance with coming out with the W and going into the off uh, the bye week four and four, the chance to heal up, you know, get Randolph back. Um get LZ back. Uh, I'm not sure if he's playing on Saturday and just have some positive vibes for two weeks. Because so then I think we got Minnesota after that. And that's going to be another important game, you know, and we, but giving Brett a two weeks to prepare for Minnesota to me is a huge advantage. He's never lost to them before. If we go into this game, having won two in a row, um, that game against Minnesota could be key um, for the end of season, big 10 standings. And so that's what I want them to focus on. That's what I want them to be up for.
0: I mean, it's a 41 over under, which seems kind of high in a way yeah. with a new quarterback for Wisconsin and just the way this Illinois offense has performed. But I think Illinois can score some points against this Wisconsin defense, um, especially in the way that Illinois could, like you said, anaconda grip this uh this offensive possession and offensive drives, like if they're able to get Caden Fee going, and if they're able to find Isaiah Williams in the short passing game, I feel like there is enough dynamic plays. There's enough dynamic plays in this Illinois playbook uh, to at least score against this Wisconsin team, or we're not a one trick pony as an Illinois offense. So if Illinois is able to use their two or three major weapons, like Caden Fee Isaiah Williams, and all the even throw, uh, Pat Brian in there for maybe one or two plays, then, hey, this Illinois offense shouldn't be scared of this Wisconsin defense at all.
1: And you forgot to mention Luke Altmyer's legs. Yeah, You know, it, it, it's it's something you don't want to count on to win, but the way, you know, he played on Saturday, that's what we wanted for. Um, As long as that running game is established, you know, Luke, as long as the attention is elsewhere, he can go grab you a 15-yard, 25-yard run to extend a drive on third down. And if the defense is always looking for it, then it's no longer a weapon. But he's a quarterback who can win a game for us with his arm and his legs. And so we need to keep that threat there.
0: I mean, Luke Hallmeyer was the second leader in carries uh, against in that win against Maryland. And who was the number one? Caden Fegan. If you're able to get maybe a read option even going, I feel like that could be very tricky for this Wisconsin defense. Are you going to try to? send four guys at Luke Altmaier knowing that the bowling ball of Caden and Fegan is coming right down the middle. I don't think so. Uh, So you're going to have to keep it honest in the middle of the playing field. And that's going to open up things
1: for Luke Altmaier as well. So let me ask you a question. Who has the bigger attention right now? Uh, Who's under more pressure? Let's put it that way. Barry Lenny Jr. or Aaron Henry for this game on Saturday?
0: Um, I am going to go with the surprising answer, Aaron Henry, Uh, just because it is a backup quarterback you're dealing with, a guy that has not had a start in his college football career. If he destroys you kind of the way that Nebraska's quarterback destroyed you, then you're really starting to second guess what Aaron Henry can bring to this defense. It's almost unsurprising if Barry Lenny is inconsistent at this point. So I feel like Aaron Henry has all the pressure in the world uh, to stop this Wisconsin offense in his tracks. A team that just scored six points last week, you can't let them explode for even 21 or 28 points. I feel like that would be a huge disappointment, especially with the talent that you have in Seth Coleman and uh, Jerzon Newton. So I think it's got to be on Aaron Henry. Do, Do you agree?
1: Uh, I, I, I'm i going to go with Barry Lundy Jr., but your pound, the, your points are very sound. Um, for me, I think we had such a nice, solid offensive game plan last week. And if all of a sudden we notice that revert back to what it's been the previous games this season, I think there's just going to be so much animosity, so much finger pointing. And that, again, what I mentioned earlier, the fans going, here we go again, just run the ball. Why did we stop running the ball? and you know Barry it's like okay Barry I hope you enjoyed your one week vacation because now for two weeks we're going to ask Brett every single week if there's any changes to be made on offense the uh you know over and over again and so um I like as I mentioned earlier like big picture wise the improvements our defense is making under Henry so I think Mm -hmm. I'm not as much focusing my ire in that direction um I hope as you say, that we don't have a bad game where all of a sudden Wisconsin blows up for 40 points like Purdue did. But I think um, I'm satisfied enough with the way that the defense has been progressing, whereas the offense, I'm still kind of holding my breath, and I'm going to wait to see Saturday. You know, if in the second quarter, third quarter, are we still running the ball? Have we ditched our game plan? And if we do, you know, if we're at the goal line, are we – trying to be cute with it or are we just giving it to our big bowling ball and letting him uh, rush it in so it's uh for me i'm still more concerned about barry lenny jr and that's where uh, i'm going to be focusing on um this time around
0: we will get to our predictions after we are done with the wisconsin boys but quickly michigan is kind of under some fire at the moment Uh, Jim Harbaugh and his staff are accused of stealing signs. This is almost like a baseball uh, controversy going on here in Ann Arbor. What are your thoughts on what has been reported about Jim Harbaugh and sign stealing?
1: You know, I spent like 10 minutes researching this, like when it was all over Twitter and X, and I still don't really get what's going on. In my opinion, like I just think there's someone in the NCAA office who happens to be an Ohio State alum and a Chicago Bears fan, and so essentially he's trying to get Jim Harbaugh out of Ann Arbor immediately, and so the Bears hire him as our head coach next off season. Because, I mean, if 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 they're they're just being super nitpicky with Michigan, it seems like, and it's like if you're worried about that, well, can I introduce you to the SEC? You know, there's a lot far worse things going on down there. So I mean, maybe you found something that i haven't seen but what do you think
0: i mean greg Schiano in a halftime interview with the big 10 network was like there's something going on there's something going on here and i don't uh, uh that's all i'll get to that's all, kind of the gist of what he said and if so there's some teams that are reporting on this that that could be just so damaging to michigan whenever they finally Slayed the dragon, Ohio State, two years in a row, and are on the quest to maybe be even being a better team than Georgia. I mean, that would be wild to think that all of this could just be destroyed within a couple of scandals uh, between having COVID uh, lunches and uh, this sign stealing, which I think is a much bigger deal than the COVID lunches, but. Jim Harbaugh was quoted in saying, I do not have any knowledge or information regarding the University of Michigan football program illegally stealing signs, nor have I directed any staff member or others to participate in an off-campus scouting assignment, Harbaugh said in a statement. So, yeah, I mean, he's denying right now, and we'll have to see where this investigation goes because I'm fascinated by
1: this. I'm fascinated too, but I want to see if it becomes a – like a lingering distraction throughout the season because right now as i've said before i think michigan the way that they've been playing is one of the best college football teams i've ever seen um they haven't played much competition but from what i've seen like when you look at you know the analytics as well like this team is right up there with the georgias from the last couple years you know they're very good and they have an outstanding quarterback and so No game has been close by uh, the final buzzer. Like, does this linger? Does all of a sudden, you know, this distraction become a little overwhelming? Because they've had their cake part of the schedule. The the brunt is coming up. You know, the Penn State, they have a stretch uh, with, I think it's Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State to end the season. Coaches need to focus on football. And if this takes away, you know, if the players all of a sudden get distracted, the players are... Having to answer questions about this, I you know it, it's going to be tough because you know Michigan might be the best chance the Big Ten has to win a national championship, um, and if this is how you know that path goes awry, it's just going to be it's going to be t- it's tough being a Michigan fan. Not that I care. I mean, I'm not crying any tears for him
0: Yeah, Yahoo Sports reported today number two Michigan allegedly had people attending games of future opponents as well as possible college football playoff opponents to gather information on signs used to call plays on offense and defense. I mean, come on. Like, we've seen how this story ends, if this is true, with Bill Belichick. I mean, you don't have to look that far to see that this is easily – identifiable and easy to catch so if this is true i mean jim harbaugh has just got to be the either the most brazen guy on the face of the earth who doesn't really care about the rules or he is dumber than we think he is i mean those are the two options if this is ultimately true
1: he might know he wants to be in the nfl next year you know he's like i don't care um yeah, I have no, I have no, again, which is why I'm having a hard time believing the story to be true. It's that blatantly obvious that, you know, you would just send guys there and the other teams are noticing. Uh, I don't know, right? You know, I, maybe I'm giving Jim Harbaugh a little bit too much credit and, but you know, he could just be sick of dealing with the NCA, So he's just like, he he's kind of disregarding the rules at this point.
0: All right, let's get back to the Wisconsin-Illinois game. We're going to be joined by the Big Banter Wisconsin guys, Jason Long and Coop. And we will join them now. Jason, Coop, how are you guys doing? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having us on.
2: Yeah, doing pretty good. Glad to uh, join you here on a Thursday night is Um, luke fickle
0: sending any guys to champagne at the moment stealing some signs or yeah you heard of
3: jim leonard i don't know if you've heard of him before he might he's been he's been it's been a long-term thing
0: oh wow i didn't even think of that the inside spy it's a slow it's
3: like the wisconsin offense it's a slow it's a slow moving thing so
2: luke fickle's definitely in the mafia so we got some things going for it all right I'm submitting this video to the NTA, by the way. Legally binding, I
1: think, yeah. (laughs) With waste management. (laughs) Uh, Before we start, boys, uh, can you let our audience know where they can find you?
3: Uh, Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm uh my my Twitter handle is at Jason C underscore long. Uh all our articles are at badgernotes.com Um Coop's got uh an awesome Twitter handle.
2: Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at a uh, frozen pizza cooper, connoisseur of the frozen pizza market, and then uh, yeah, BadgerNotes.com, doing best bets every week, and then the um, after or badgernotes after dark podcast with Jay and Dylan.
0: So let's begin with the backup quarterback for Wisconsin. Um, you, the starter went out of the game last week against iowa what are what are your initial impressions of the backup for the wisconsin badgers
2: i'm dead inside
0: <laughs>
3: yeah it's funny i actually I, I watched your guys's uh podcast from earlier this week and your guys's podcast and our podcast were night and day because you guys were very positive and optimistic and we were just dead uh on our podcast we were just dead inside we're sad uh so great great <laughs> Braden Locke does does some good things. He's a he's a he's a decorated passer in high school. Um, he threw for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Uh, he's not super mobile, and obviously doesn't have a lot of game experience. So we're we're seeing it for the first time, just like everybody else, pretty much.
1: You know, it, it's funny what you just said because I actually watched your After Dark episode this week, <laughs> and I was telling Austin before we started recording that I watched the episode. And you guys look like what we look like after that Nebraska game. We That's what like
3: I, I have typed. I wrote, Sonny, I admired that you were still optimistic that you guys can find a route to the Big Ten championship because <laughs> we can't get there right now in our heads. No. We just we don't believe it at all. We're defeated. We're playing you know, yeah, Yeah,
1: it's it's, it's, it's funny because you know we're we're in your position, you know, and it's, right. it's you know it's, it's funny well, how the season goes. One we've game done
3: the same thing because Austin, you said, like you guys had ten and nine wins. You you guys said you had them at ten wins, and then. At what point, Austin, you're like, I don't know if they're going to win another game this year. And like, now, <laughs> yeah. for the Badgers, we're the same <laughs> yeah. way. We're like, okay, I don't I know how we score. score. I don't know how we win the we Big Ten win. West, no doubt. And then after the Iowa game, it's like, we might not win another game.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a fickle fandom is.
0: Yeah.
3: It's going to take so, a little
1: bit.
0: Yeah. So what are your, what are, what are the positives, I guess, of the this Wisconsin team? Like, is there any right now? Or what would you say? We, that Badgers fans can hang their hat on right now.
2: I mean, the defense is only allowing like 17.8 points a game right now. So that's pretty good, especially the first few games of the season. Uh, defense wasn't great. There was a lot, a lot of bend, not break, but giving up big plays and just not like the normal Wisconsin defenses we've seen. But you can't argue with giving up under 18 points a game. So they're playing pretty well right now. Other than that, I mean, Braylon Allen's cool.
3: Yeah, I was, I was going to say. <laughs> We still got that Braylon Allen guy, which means the team's got to pick if they want to, you know, stack the box. And if they if they do stack the box, hopefully that gives uh, our young quarterback uh, some better options. I don't know if Illinois
2: doesn't is. put eight men in the box every play this week, I don't
1: know what you guys are
2: doing. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's so what we, Austin and I, we were kind of talking about a game script that we thought uh how Illinois comes victorious and for us it's uh make the young kid beat us you know yeah. throw, throw 7 8 in the box don't let Braylon Allen you know end up with 150 yards and two touchdowns cuz then all of a sudden we're going to roll reverse next week on our podcast again and here we go it's like oh same you. old Illinois uh, <laughs> bottom feeder um you know speaking of vibes i i'm, I'm confused like uh, so Actually, you know, I'm just curious. We're about ten months in, I think, from the Fickle hire. What are the vibes in Madison?
2: Not like they were. <laughs> yeah. That I, it's just that is just a tough way to lose. We lost to a punter, basically. <laughs> I felt like I, I woke up the next day should have been dead on a Sunday morning, dude. Just banging my head, it was not good.
3: I'm, I still, yeah, I still like what Luke Fickle's, yeah, doing and what he brings to the table. He's got. You know, like his first year at Cincinnati, they had a losing record and then from there he went on a run. So I mean it's it's year one, I think I think that loss makes us have to reevaluate, like, you know, we're still in a transition. It's gonna take a little bit longer and in twenty twenty three everybody wants instant gratification. It's just not gonna be
1: that way. What did you think of the hire when they hired him? Oh, home run.
3: Yeah. I, yeah,
1: I was I mean, yeah, I
3: was sad for Jim Leonard, but I was I I mean, you couldn't there's not a lot of other coaches that would have been a better better suited guy for the Badger job.
2: No, and I believe in Fickle. It's just one, I mean, every t- team, every fan can say this for a coach's first year, doesn't have his guys yet. Still, we have some talented players, but a lot of them don't fit the offensive scheme and even defensive scheme, but especially the offensive line where the Badgers have dominated for the last, what, 20 years, it seems like. So that's something we're really struggling with. No, I, I have confidence in Fickle that he'll get it done. It might just take longer than one year. Like Jay said, the instant gratification has gone. Like, now, okay, we kind of fucking suck. Let's <laughs> just see what we can do and try our, to hurt
3: Our honeymoon phase ended quick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How has recruiting uh, been for Luke Fickle so far? I think they've been hitting that out of the park. I mean, they – well – kind
3: of they're they're recruiting skill players really really well i should say that um they got another you know highly rated four-star quarterback coming in coming in next year um they've got some running backs coming in next year that are supposed to be you know pretty good they're having great senior high school years um but as far as you know as far as that like coop said that offensive line defensive line guys that fit this scheme i'm not sure we're doing that yet so no it's it's still you know a lot to be desired i feel like in the recruiting game but i think it's been better than years past because paul chris spent zero time recruiting so
2: and to me like i don't know it's weird because i love the nfl draft so much and that's like such an unexact science like with recruits it's you just don't know i mean these kids can be five stars in high school and come in and just not be able to play football like you just have you have no clue. Do they have do they have what it takes? Discipline wise. I mean, this is basically a full-time job now as an NCAA football player. And it's a huge jump from being you're the best player on the team probably to if you're not like a top 250 recruit, you're probably in the bottom ten percent of talent on the team. And that can take some getting used to. And just like Jason said, the offensive defensive line, we're not getting the recruits we need, but you don't know until you get them in the building. Wisconsin's built a solid program on getting three-star recruits and transfers for the last 10, 15 years, so you just don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, Illinois is pretty much kind of in the same game plan. Um, it is funny because, you know, when the Fickle hire was made, people were talking about can his style and um, his style of offense, you know, kind of transfer over to the Midwest and Madison, and it's funny you just talk about how – He's not necessarily recruiting the the hogs that, you know, Wisconsin, you know, tends to have um, on both lines and seeing if, you know, that is really a staple of Madison or if he's going to be able to transition that offense to more of a, you know, offensive powerhouse, essentially, because, you know, this year it's fine. But, you know, as we all know, next year, our schedules get a lot harder and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was watching that Wisconsin, or not Wisconsin, um, the Washington, Oregon game on TV. And I'm like, wait, hold up. We got to play these guys moving yeah. forward because I mean, they look like they're playing a completely different sport. And so, you know, when I was kind of thinking about that, it's like long term, the Wisconsin hire made even more sense to me, you know, and it's it was one of those where I've always been very satisfied, very happy with uh, Brett Bielema and the ground and pound of style, like, you know, because fits the big 10 mold so well. But after watching that game, I was just starting to think about like all the different kinds of, you know, offensive systems that are about to enter the big 10, you know, it's no longer regional conference. It's, you know, you're talking about 16 teams where, you know, almost half of them are going to be having, you know, their focus on whether it's an air raid, it's at least more of a, you know, exciting offensive structure. You know, it's it's going to be a different league next year so you know yeah. i think wisconsin at the very least has placed itself in a good position to uh transition to you know big 10 4.0 or whatever version we're at now
2: yeah the conference is going to be rough next year and to top it off we play alabama out of conference
3: so.
2: <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> really wanted to challenge ourselves yeah i mean six seven wins i might be happy i don't know i'm just <laughs> depressed
0: I mean, not only are you are getting Alabama, you're getting Nick Saban with a chip on his shoulder uh, yeah. after people are like, his program's dead. Best of my, luck.
3: <laughs> my only saving grace right now is that Caleb Williams for sure goes pro and Bo Nix goes pro or just doesn't come back somehow. And and USC and Oregon just have dud quarterbacks, and then Wisconsin maybe gets a little bit of a break there. But I, I, I'm not too optimistic. No. <laughs>
1: Lincoln Riley tends to find himself. Yeah, right. Pretty, yeah. pretty good at
2: that, you know.
3: Decent decent at scouting quarterbacks.
2: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to go to LA. That would suck. <laughs> with those taxes? No way. I'd go there with arms wide open. Are you kidding me? <laughs> there it is.
0: So you're you're looking at the rest of the Big Ten West. Um where do you think this wisconsin team finishes without tanner mordecai in this conference in this division pardon me
2: i still think second
0: oh.
2: <laughs> weirdly
3: yeah it it's really weird because for how negative we are we're also uh dumb but fans very, so, very uh, stupid. like <laughs> i can still see that when we, we went in a decent amount of games and and finished in second like Coop said but I also don't know that I would be surprised if they, you know, if they dropped a few games that they shouldn't shouldn't lose or shouldn't yeah shouldn't lose. So I mean, it's you wouldn't surprise me either way right now if you told me they finished second, if you told me they finished fifth. So
2: yeah, as long as we beat Nebraska, I'm happy.
1: Yeah, uh, sore subject. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sorry. sorry. but I, I hate
2: <laughs> Nebraska as a state, as a football
1: team, everything. Yeah. I mean that can be said for like all the teams in the Big Ten West, though. If you take a look at it, you know I know Iowa's obviously got the leg up on you guys at this point, but you know, yeah, outstanding defense, of course, and outstanding punter. Um, But you know, you're talking about offense, 133 out of 133. You know, I was 37 yards and won a game. (laughs) 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 You know, they 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 played Minnesota this week. Uh, They play Rutgers still. You know, those are games that you know they can lose. Right. And, you know, it's not like it's just the Big Ten West is just, I mean, you know, historically it's bad, but it's not this bad. You look around and, you know, we're all God awful. Like there's no good team out there. So, you know, I joked around in our episode last week about, you know, Illinois all of a sudden just rejuvenating itself and, you know, Undertaker GIF, you know, awakening and, you know, winning the (laughs) Big Ten West. But it, i am mean, realistically if you take a look you know obviously you know this is this one in iowa are gonna be our two toughest games yeah but it's not crazy to think about it because we were 14 and a half point underdogs going into uh, maryland last saturday and you know we went there and we came out with a win if we can win at maryland there's no game left on our schedule that we can't win and basically every locker room is telling themselves that yeah you know, minnesota's telling themselves that too you know like they've got a good defense yeah, their offense isn't that great, but neither is Iowa's. Do you see you know, the like, over-under for that game? 31. Yeah, I, I saw it. I was like 31. <laughs> I, I even saw some people hinting that it went down to 30 and a half, like right as Jeez. we were starting to record, which would be the lowest ever.
3: Yes, I mean, I think if Wisconsin – if Wisconsin win, beats Illinois this week and then doesn't lose by like 30 to Ohio State, I, I'll be the same way. I'll be like, yeah, the, the West is ours because – Cause there's still a good chance that we can get there. You know, that we'd have, we have Northwestern, Indiana and Minnesota after that. It's like, right. There's no reason we shouldn't win those games, but with, do you guys see that two and a half spread and you think, Oh, there's zero. like, do you guys think Illinois wins this game Saturday?
0: Uh, yeah, I think Illinois wins. I I think it's going to be 28, 17, Illinois. I'll give away my prediction a little early. (laughs) Um, I, I legitimately think that Illinois has the right offensive tools to win this if they're the more disciplined team. And defensively, load the box with eight and yeah. uh, have Jerzon Newton just eat. Yeah, uh, that's the that's the thing. he is. I mean, I he he showed Alu in the Penn State game that he was like why aren't i the number four pick in the draft like <laughs> i mean it was that impressive of a, perfor- of a performance by jerzon so i think illinois should win this game and uh because they have the confidence too i mean they have the momentum on their side after that maryland game and i I look at this and i think wisconsin's down in the dumps right now like they are they are really licking their wounds Say so is, the
3: entire <laughs> state man the entire yeah state. yeah 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 <laughs>
0: Add in the Brewers and add in the Packers, and my gosh, uh, you guys are not in a good in a yeah, good way.
3: We don't we don't historically play well at in Champagne. I feel like so <laughs> got some. I feel like Badgers have some bad memories there too. So
0: I, I mean, thank God for that Jonathan Taylor fumble. I mean, my goodness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Don't wanna laughs> and talk, uh, really wasn't with a awesome wasn't uh, with the game against Wisconsin. Devin Witherspoon's coming out party. Yeah. Um, so basically, he was like an unknown freshman, zero star freshman, and I forget who it was on your team who was basically running it into the touchdown to score a touchdown. And Witherspoon comes out of nowhere with a fingertip tackle. And all of us were kind of figuring out, asking ourselves, who's that guy? Who's that guy? So, yeah, you know, Wisconsin's one of the teams which uh, we have had some success with um, over the last couple of years. Uh, obviously, last year was yeah. a big surprise. You know, your coach ended up being fired, I think it was the next day or after Yep. You know, it's uh, I'm not as optimistic as Austin. Um, I think we win, but I think it's going to be one of those uh, you know, 21 17 or you know, 19 13 type of games where I'm going to be sweating till the very end. Um, <laughs> won't even enjoy watching it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think we end up winning. Uh, Winning the game? What? I mean, I saw your episode, so I know what you guys think. Have you guys changed your mind on uh, predictions for the game?
2: No, I actually placed a recreational wager on Illinois and money line plus one ten. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't so-
3: want to feel like this is an entirely pro Illinois podcast now that we jumped on because we are the Badger Notes After Dark. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I just don't know what Braden lock is, and I, you know, like putting the hands, putting the ball in the hands of a retro freshman that's played. Fifty-five total snaps in college football on the road. Like I, I just, I don't know. Like they got nothing to lose. That's like the only positive I could come up with. That the Badgers don't have much to lose right now by just like going and giving them hell. But I don't know. I'm on Illinois.
2: I'm just a broken man, and. Me I memory. actually
1: and Austin will tell you I actually do that. I call them happiness hedges.
2: Oh
3: yeah, absolutely. I said that
2: too. Uh,
1: every I, single I day, my happiness the rest of the year. <laughs> yep. <see>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nebraska, awesome, yeah. Nebraska. game won me a lot of money because I like when the line officially came out they were like plus one sixty, and I was like I got to jump all over this. Jump all <laughs> over this. And so I mean, I can't be fully sad because it's it's miserable enough being an Illinois football fan. <laughs> We are getting closer to tip-off for basketball
0: season. What are your guys' Wisconsin Badger basketball thoughts?
2: So excited, and I'm ready to be heard again. (laughs) We actually stopped our – when we stopped our
3: podcast, we all literally said we should turn this into just a a basketball podcast because we're already tired of the – football team you know
0: that's been the Illinois mantra for years upon (laughs) years of every Illinois media being like all right we lost their third game time for (laughs) basketball let's go (laughs) yeah I'm really excited for the basketball season
3: you know they return all five starters and they got some young pieces that uh at least in their red white scrimmage some of them look pretty good so um it's exciting I think it's similar they just didn't get a new coach but it's similar to the football team where they just got A lot to look forward to so we'll see we'll see come tip off
1: what's the expectation level
3: i think i hope i i hope they finish top four in the conference again yeah a
1: little longer yeah Yeah, get
3: get back to the ncaa tournament would be a goal and then as long as they don't get bounced in the first round like purdue probably will we're we're fine
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're still looking for our sweet sixteen, but yeah, we we can't we
1: can't laugh too much.
0: (laughs) Jason, Coop, I want to thank you guys for joining us, and one more time, where can uh, Atlanta fans find you guys after the Atlanta win?
3: (laughs) Yeah, on Twitter, you can find me at Jason C underscore Long. I'll be having the emo tweets. Uh, Feel free to like, follow, and troll me um, all you want.
2: Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Frozen Pizza Cooper. Um, if you come in one of our mentions, I will attack you. I will go to the world. My Twitter fingers are always ready. I have nothing to lose. Like I said, I'm a broken man. I created my own prison. Um, other than that, I'm just a guy with an internet connection. So uh, thanks for having us on, guys.
1: Enjoyed it. Hold on, one uh, more. I did, I did one. want to mention I'm looking at FanDuel right now, and it's 30 and a half on FanDuel. 30 and a half? <laughs> that line. Yeah, it's just 30 and a half now. So, I again, that would break a record if that's what it kicks off at. So, I might take the under, empty the clip. I, I took mm-hmm. it at 32 and a half. You know, I want to be a part of history. So, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I'd be a fool not to. But, one I, more I think, for
0: you, uh, Coop. What's your favorite frozen pizza? I got
2: to ask uh, Bellatoria, artesian crust, sausage, and pepperoni. All right. I'll be getting it.
1: <laughs> it's, I snap that one down.
2: It's quite good. $6.99, Woodman's. <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you
0: guys one more time uh it's been a pleasure
2: thanks yeah guys. i enjoyed it guys thanks for having us on
0: and that has been a this episode of a line i cast i want to thank jason long and frozen pizza coop for joining us this is part of the big banter podcast network i already gave my prediction Sonny. what is your prediction for this game
1: Kind of hinted at it too. I'm going to say 1913 Illini, but it could absolutely be 1913 Badgers on Monday. Uh, we'll see. Um, but I think we come out with the win, and I think it's going to be super important for us to come out with that win, and uh, you know, get those positive vibes going into uh, the bye week.
0: Yes, I mean this is the crucial part of the schedule. I mean we've said that multiple times uh, throughout this year but I feel like now that the bounce back has been established with Maryland now it's time to continue it on and I think Illinois uh will this Saturday so I'm excited and then we'll take down Minnesota like Brett Pima always does and then we're then we're back we're back maybe you're back <laughs> Indianapolis <laughs> did you book your hotel yet or not yet uh, I I I have it in pencil at least so like <laughs> are you in, in
1: need... Indiana right now just walk across yeah the street?
0: i'm in new albany indiana which is uh, very close to louisville so um i'll just wave to sky clark and say <laughs> hi um but yeah i'll be, I'll be in indianapolis uh, shortly so i'll just uh I'll, I'll just book in person you know sounds good well Sonny, it was a great episode we talked a little bit about michigan we talked a lot about illinois versus wisconsin and Sonny, we'll talk to you again soon i-o I and I, this has been the Alana Cast powered by the Big Banter Podcast Network.